Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Today on the podcast is a little different. I am interviewing Leah Day. Leah is a professional quilter, and she has a project out there called the Free Motion Quilting Project. And I'll tell you, that's what really inspired me when I was first learning how to do free motion quilting. She has a presence on all social media, and her website is leahday.com, and you can find all kinds of information on what she's doing. Leah is a person who has a business, and this is the story of how she decided to become a quilter and take that to the next level of running her own business. We want to welcome Leah Day to the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you can find me a couple different places. So my website is leahday.com. And then my blog is freemotionproject.com. And then generally, if you search Leah Day Quilting or Leah Day Quilter on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find me. So I'm all of those places. And I'd say if you tag me on either Facebook or Instagram, I will respond. <laughs> like Excellent. You will get my attention. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I have to say, Leah, I think I started back when you had the beginning days of your free motion quilting project. And you're up over 450 designs now. Um, I just am so amazed at your generosity of doing videos and step-by-step -step on some of these free motion um, filler designs and other designs. And honestly, Leah, that's really what inspired me to really keep going forward with free motion quilting. I you know there's a big learning curve with that. I know that you also have a couple of other projects on your websites with the Machine Quilting Block Party. I know you're a craftsy teacher and you have some online store things on one of your websites. So my question is, how did it evolve from going from this free motion quilting project to where you are today? When did you know that you wanted to start a business? <laughs> it is and just so, take it a, a step a of, at a time <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of facets to that so um I knew I wanted to start a business when I was a little girl uh, and I started my first business when I was in first grade so uh, I have I pretty much feel like I've always been a business owner uh, or entrepreneur in some way I didn't know that word until seventh grade but when I heard it I was like oh that is me mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, the first thing I did, I made like these origami boxes that I learned, uh, this older lady, her name was Wendy and she went to my church and she always did like the craft projects and stuff with us, with like the youth group. And so she taught us how to do these origami boxes. Well, then I started, uh, doing those and, and just kind of ran with it and would, well, I was constantly folding paper, like on the bus all the time. And then other kids were like, oh, that's cool. Can I buy it from you? And so five to 10 cents each, uh, and it, well, you know, it wasn't high volume or anything. I was just making them occasionally, but, uh, I can remember the day I opened my pencil box and I had enough nickels and dimes to buy hot lunch 
with ice cream. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. I know that might not like seem like a big deal, but I was a kid that always took her lunch to school. Like every mm-hmm. single day I took my lunch to school. And to be able to have the power to buy hot lunch and it was like pizza day, you know, so pizza day plus a Mickey Mouse ice cream bar. I mean, it was just delightful. And so that I can still remember that feeling. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I have the money to do this. I sound so silly, but um, it was powerful. And I knew that's what I wanted to do forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew that that was, that was what I was going to going to be. I was going to be someone that made money with a craft. And it took years to figure out how to actually do that and make a living and not be a workaholic and not be, have that drive me crazy and not be working all the time. So, uh, I would say, you know, started, you know, way back then. And then everything I have tried throughout my life has been trying to figure it out and make it work because, you know, I think there's, different types of people. And and there are certainly those types of people that are very extroverted and, you know, could, you know, make a lot of crafts and go to a craft fair and that become their business. But that is not me. And that will never be me. Uh, I am not the type of person that can work a booth. Uh, I could do it for a day. I can't do it for three days. And, and I don't really even like production sewing or production kind of, uh, you know, making a whole lot of a, a particular product or a particular thing. I find that very boring. Um, so, you know, and I tried that, I tried that through high school. I did consignment shops. I never did a craft fair, but I went to craft fairs a lot and talked to the people that were working there and seemed to be successful. And I could tell that wasn't going to be for me. Uh, so, you know, I asked a lot of questions and, and tried to do consignment. I had pieces stolen, (laughs) you know, that was kind of my, my, uh, uh, you know, experience was generally consignment wasn't safe enough. I was making necklaces and jewelry at the time. Uh, and then uh, when I went to college, I, um, I really started sewing. And that's when I pulled out my sewing machine. For some reason, I didn't have, I didn't feel, it didn't feel right to do beadwork. Uh, I don't know whether my desk was just always so junky or it was just, I didn't have a nice light or there was some kind of combination of things that just made beadwork no longer jive for me in college. Uh, so I started sewing all the time in my dorm room and I had my sewing machine set up on like this, like little trunk. And I just started sewing, uh, garments and shirts and all kinds of different things. Uh, I started kind of quilting at that time, although I did not know what I was doing at all <laughs> in any, you know, shape or, or uh, style. And I made my first quilt, uh, at that time and I never quilted it though. So then of course the first time it went through the wash, it just, it kind of, expanded into a big giant pillowcase. I mean, it was just, it was just a big giant mess. So, um, years and years went by, I majored in biology, uh, because my, I took my first econ class and I loved it, but I was terrified by it because it was something different. And I had never taken anything similar to any kind of business class or accounting class before. And it scared me, which is kind of, I know it sounds weird, but uh, it, it intimidated me to the point where I was like, oh, no, I need to go do something safe. In biology, I'd taken tons and tons of biology classes in high school. So I switched majors and kind of copped out with what was easy. And then I ended up dropping out anyway. So it was kind of like college was just a little bit of a waste of time. But I met my husband. So it all ended up working out. Um, but it was Josh and, and really, honestly, Josh and my father-in-law, I can credit uh, as really changing my life 
in an amazing way because they taught me internet marketing and they taught me how to run an online business. Um, so Chet ran uh, a natural health website for years and it's chetday.com. And uh, I, when we got married, uh, Josh and I both kind of sort of started working. Well, Josh was definitely working full time for Chet and I was kind of helping out here and there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I kind of took over the skincare side of things, you know, answering questions and kind of responding to customer uh, issues. And I started learning about website design and how to build a website and how to write articles. And I just, I learned all of that stuff, all the technical stuff behind the scenes from chat. And then, um, decided in 2007 that I really wanted to branch out and do my own thing. I, I you know, I wanted control over my own business. And so I became a skincare consultant in kind of the same company. It was LeBrai Pure Natural. I'm still a skincare consultant with them and it's still an excellent, uh, it's still an excellent company and they make awesome products. Um, and that was a good first business because direct sales is like, you know, it's low volume. You don't have to spend a lot to get into it. Uh, you don't have to carry product. People can order it online. So it was, you know, low expenses. And so pretty much everything that came out of it was profit. Um, so whatever I got in profit from skincare sales, I put that into fabric and I put that into building my quilting business and, uh, and that really figuring that side out, uh, took years. I mean, it was not, uh, an instantaneous process. I didn't wake up one day and go, Oh, I'm going to be a professional culture and make videos. I mean that, no, <laughs> I wish that that is how it worked out. Cause I would have been so ahead of the curve. Um, but no, it took many years and a lot of trial and error. And honestly, uh, if you go back and you'll take, have to do a lot of scrolling, but if you go back to YouTube, uh, and you look at my videos, you can find the original videos were about skincare. You know, like I, uh, I would like wash my face <laughs> on video and, uh, teach people how to use like the facial mask and stuff. And, uh, I was uncomfortable, um, having my voice, like trying to narrate the video. So everything was silent. And then I would get royalty free music and kind of, uh, then put subtitles into the bottom of the video. They took forever. I mean, every single video took like days and days and days to put together. Um, but it was good experience and it taught me a lot about making videos and it got me started. And during all of this time, I'm quilting like a crazy person too. You know, um, I, my son was born in 2007, so I'm taking care of him. I'm making quilts, uh, you know, pretty much all day unless I get on the computer and do some work with the skincare stuff and, you know, answer email and stuff like that. Um, and then it was 2008 that things really started to change because I knew I wanted to build a quilting business specifically. Uh, I loved the skincare. It was fun. And it was, it was generating a tidy amount of income. It was like pay my electric bill every month kind of income. It was not pay my mortgage or pay all the bills, but it was definitely like pay the electric bill kind of money. And, um, and also support my fabric addiction. <laughs> definitely. Um, so I knew I wanted to make quilting my business and I just didn't know how. And I had been blogging kind of on and off very sporadically. I kind of understood what blogging was, but I didn't really get it. And I was following a lot of blogs at the time that were very um, sequential. Mm -hmm. So one was uh, the Daily Asker, and it was about a girl. I think she's, she's taken down her blog or she stopped blogging. 
but it was basically a girl would ask a different question every day, uh, you know, like to somebody. Uh, it helped her get over the fear of asking questions. So asking for a discount, you know, asking for, I mean, weird stuff, like, can I borrow your shoes? <laughs> you know, I mean, some of it was just bizarre, but uh, some of it was really cool. And, and I really liked the format of her blog. I liked the system of it. And so uh, that was an inspiration to me, like, okay, it's not just like random free for all anything. This actually has a system. She's got a photo at the top. She's got text. She's got a photo at the bottom. You know, it was, it was very systematized and that really worked for my brain. So I, I started absorbing things like that and, uh, and then trying to make more videos. Uh, I made a handful of quilting videos that were you know, very basic in nature and I kind of tied them all together and made an ebook and it was about piecing. I have since taken that and turned it into an actual book and that's how to piece perfect quilts. Uh, so that was, you know, that was another good kind of starter thing just to understand the basics. And it also helped me, uh, you know, learn more about how to film on a sewing machine. It's one thing to try and teach skincare and like you're just filming your face it's another thing entirely to shoot a sewing machine, which has lots of nooks and crannies. And it's very hard to get good lighting. And that took a lot of experimenting to get where it looked good. Uh, and then uh, that was a, a good first, you know, trial run. Of course, when you put something up like that and put a lot of time into making a product like that, but you have no traffic, it is not going to sell. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, it's like the first sales of that was, you know, pretty abysmal. And that's when I realized, okay, so I kind of know what I'm doing. I know I, I should be blogging because that's the big thing right now. This was 2009, and, uh, and I know I should be blogging. Blogs are taking off, and, but I don't know what to blog about. And I know I can do this video thing a little bit. That's kind of working out okay. And, you know, it's kind of all of that stuff kind of started to coalesce. Mm -hmm. And then I, I started working on this big quilt. It was Release Your Light. And it was, you know, an 80 inch goddess quilt that was quilted to within an inch of its life. I mean, it really was densely quilted. And I only knew two filler designs at the time uh, that was stippling and McTavishing. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to credit Karen McTavish really was the one that kind of opened up my mind to what you could do with a sewing machine, you know, what you could do with free motion quilting. All I'd seen up until that point was like stippling and pebbling right. and a little bit of paisley, you know, really limited stuff. And so seeing her design and, and getting, uh, getting to know McTavishing really blew that all open for me, but it was still just two designs that I knew how to do. Mm -hmm. And I was bored to tears. <laughs> quilting oh, quilt. absolutely. That's just too, I've been there, been there. And I think that's what made me, seek out what else was out there and then I found you and I'm like oh if I could only get that Wonder Woman hair thing down it would be so wonderful and <laughs> and the video so what I'm hearing is it really it, it was a process of adding a little bit to your business every year something came up and you saw that it was an opportunity you learned about it and I'm also hearing you probably had to expand you know, like video equipment and lighting and all that to build your business too. So it really was a process that took years to get. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it certainly, I felt like so much of it was luck and I, and I don't think many people, uh, highly successful people really give enough credit to luck. 
the book Outliers, I think, is really perfect for explaining it. You know, um, why am I who I am? Well, because I, uh, I was a kid that was very crafty, mm-hmm. and I was a kid that sat and, and stitched and, and did stuff with her hands for hours and hours and hours. And I did that because I didn't have television. Uh, our television broke when I was a kid and we didn't replace it for like seven years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have something to go veg out in front of and not build skill. So instead of vegging out in front of TV, I was building skill on my hands. And so that then later on, when I started uh, really wanting to, to take it to a professional level, I already had the skill on my hands. I could already stitch tiny stitches you know, it is so easy for me um, to do this. Free motion quilting was a struggle. I mean, no, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. That's a struggle for anybody to get into. But forming the designs and building the designs, I think that's just a unique thing about my brain. Uh, it's just something that I'm able to do. And so really the start of the free motion quilting project was just answering that question, you know, like what if I took these designs that I know and started fiddling with them and tried to come up with new designs. And, you know, it really started with Paisley. I had this, you know, Paisley is kind of a teardrop shaped design and I wanted to put it on release your light, but I didn't really like it the way it was. And so I was kind of moaning about it to a quilting friend and she said, well, why don't you change it to a flame shape? So it fits, you know, so it goes with that style. And I, and I remember looking at her going, well, is that allowed? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that allowed? Am I supposed to do that? And she like looked at me like I had grown two heads. Like, of course you can change it. Do whatever you want to with it. Uh, And I don't think she even realized that she was saying something right then that was like going to phenomenally change my life. You know, I don't think there's just a funny how something innocuous that someone says can just totally change the course of of what you're going to do and who you're going to be. And that was one of those situations where I was at the right place at the right time to absorb that. Mm -hmm. And then I got to say, right around that time, the movie Juliet and Julia came out. And that was kind of inspirational too. Like, oh, here's this girl that made a blog and she was successful. Now there's a movie and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I knew that it could go somewhere. I did not have any idea if anyone would care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in all truth, I really did not expect anyone to care as much as I did. I really did it for me. Uh, and I started, uh, and I have to say, not not a lot of support. You know, most of the time when I mentioned it to somebody, you know, they were, they were kind of like, you're insane. You want to you wanna post a design, a new design, every day for a year. Yep. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds crazy. That's because it was a lot of work. And then you hear the crickets chirping as you wait for an answer, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I have family that uh, are very supportive. But there are other people when you start saying, oh, I really wanted to learn how to do all of this free motion quilting. And they go, well, what are you going to do with it? You know, those kinds of questions. So... No, I think it's just wonderful. And and I, I agree. I think timing really is everything in a business. I, I think that in your life, you know, you have we all have seasons and times and then timing in the trends of what's going on. And you hit the nail right on the head. We were all looking for something at that time about what was going on in quilting and free motion and people were doing blogs and it was just becoming this connection of community that, well, I certainly didn't have much of it here where I live. And so I think that's what really was great about that time. 
So now we have this this business that you have that's grown and and you have more than one person working in this business. If I um, re, you know talked to you a couple of times and I've um, listened to your podcast that started, I know that your husband is also part of your business as well as your father-in-law. Is that correct? Yeah. No, actually, it's my dad. Your dad. Okay. So he does a lot of of support too. So. Now we have gone from a business where you were doing everything, it seems like, with all of the learning and videoing and days and days. So now how do you manage this this business that has people and multiple emails? And the other part I have to ask is you're so creative in the designs and the block party. I mean, that's got to be a lot going on in your brain all the time. So it's a two-part question. I wish I could clone myself. That would make it so much easier. <laughs> yeah. So um, Josh started. We're really from the beginning. As soon as, as soon as Josh saw that um, that building the business off the blog was going was going to happen, and mm-hmm. that it wasn't just a pipe dream, and that people were interested in it, he became super supportive. And he was still working for Chet, and um, but. He began helping me out packing orders and stuff almost immediately. So uh, where I would, you know, send out a newsletter and, you know, our initial sales weren't great, but they were already, they, like from the beginning, they were helping to support the business and our family. Uh, and it kind of was good timing all around because around that same time, this was 2009, it was a recession. Right. And Chet's business was suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, you know, there were a lot of reasons behind that, but... Uh, Basically, as his business kind of slid a little downhill, my business took off. And so Josh kind of split his time between the two of us. And then in 2009, I was releasing a book and DVD combo. It was uh, from uh, Free Motion Quilting from Daisy Paisley. And it was, it was just crazy. It was too much. I could not keep up with everything and be blogging. Uh, and be making videos and be writing this book and producing the DVD and designing covers and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it was just making me crazy. So uh, I just looked at him and said, hey, can you come on and you know take over the email and take over the order packing and make all of that, uh, do all of that for me so I don't even have to think about it. And he was totally on board. Uh, and you know that's just a unique thing from our situation though mm-hmm. because he was already doing that exact same work for another website. You know, so switching, it was basically the exact same job, just a different boss. Uh, and, and that worked out great. And I have to say, uh, I do get credit for posting 365 designs in a year, but that actually didn't happen. <laughs> I, uh, I slowed that down at around day 45 or so. Oh, so it was sure. Like I started in August and, and posted daily until I think mid-November. And then I had to slow it down. I had a two-year-old at the time. I mean, it was insane and I could not keep up with that and be making products it was just too much so while I get credit for that and all you know and yes I kept posting uh, I never posted it all in one calendar year and I always like to be specific about that mm-hmm. and I continued posting we're at like day 471 something so there's 471 videos uh, and I, I love it when somebody emails me and says oh I've, I've watched all of your videos and I kind of laugh and say, oh, all 1,000 of them? <laughs> all in one day? <laughs> yeah, like, I, you have three or four years? Okay. <laughs> and I love that because it is a lot of content out there. Uh, and I love sharing that way. It's really worked out well. 
um, I wanted to share more quilts. That was mm-hmm. the thing that kept coming back is like the thing people wanted to see is, you know, how do I make this quilt or how do I quilt that quilt? Like a real quilt, not just a square, not just a block, but how do I quilt a real quilt? Okay. Uh, and I wanted to incorporate that into the business, but it was really tough because it takes a lot of time. I mean, just fabric prep alone can take two or three days. Uh, because I'm not willing to negotiate on that. All of my fabric is pre-washed. All of my fabric is starched and pressed. That's mm-hmm. something that, you know, I'm, I'm picky about. I won't make a quilt without it. Uh, and it can take two or three days to prep up the fabric and get it ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah, prep. People don't understand, I think, when you're doing a business in quilting, that preparation is hours and days and days. And then you can start with the business of making a quilt, which in itself takes an incredible amount of time, especially with the amount of free motion quilting that uh, most of us who really enjoy doing, who we all probably quilt within an inch of the life of the quilt. I love doing that, but it's so much work. And that's just been, I think, the great part because as we all were learning with you, the fillers and the backgrounds. Then it was great to see that this idea blossomed about the whole quilt. And I was just fascinated. I remember when you did some of those first classes online and and looking at, wow, I, I can do this. I really can. And it can go over the entire quilt how, like your friend said, how I want it to. And my imagination is only limited by my lack of confidence really yeah absolutely and I, I have to say like there's so much more that I want to share mm-hmm. you know I, I don't feel like I've really scratched the surface on that yet and, and I'm, I'm you know kind of trying to figure out you know the machine quilting block party is part of that uh, where we take designs and stitch them over blocks uh, and work one block at a time and it's kind of a quilt as you go project and that helps uh, but there's still that disconnect between a block and a quilt. Mm-hmm. And, and I like to answer that question, but it's really tough to film a quilt. Uh, it is a lot of work and there's a lot of prep involved. And so it's tough for me to do that and, you know, and not make, and do that for free. I'll put it that way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my videos tend, you know, those tend to be simpler videos, uh, you know, step-by-step kind of, and I'm running through a, a quilting basic series with all the basics of quilting too. You know, generally, if I'm going to do a whole quilt and, you know, the whole quilt's going to be on the machine, there's going to be a design, some sort of design that's been planned ahead of time. Usually that's going to be a class or a workshop, you know, a class mm-hmm. for Craftsy, or I call them workshops when I put something together like that for my own site. And it's basically the same idea as a Craftsy class where you have uh, various lessons to go through and then a learning guide uh, with that, like a PDF learning guide. Uh, and that includes the pattern, that includes uh, lots of written text, you know, just kind of helping guide you through the project. And, uh, and I have to say the reason why um, I wasn't able to do that at the beginning is because I just didn't have anyone to help me with the fabric prep. And in oh, yeah. 2014 or 15, my dad moved to uh, close by, he moved to Gastonia and, uh, and began working with us. So he had worked my dad is not a quilter. <laughs> he was not a quilter. He was not a fiber artist by any means. He was a metal worker oh. and uh, he was a tool and die maker mm-hmm. and then also blacksmith. So he's worked at machine shops his whole life. And what's funny is that 
the two jobs, while extremely different, you know, require kind of the same things, you know, very accurate cutting, uh, an attention to detail and, and uh, ability to kind of do the same repetitive task over and over again. And dad is excellent at all of that. So he preps up my fabric. He does all of the fabric prep. He washes, starches, irons, and then he does a lot of my piecing now. So like right now we have Quilty Box just came in a few days ago and I shot the kind of intro videos to that and then handed off all of the fabric to dad. He starched it, pressed it, cut it all out. He's making the quilt and I will piece maybe one row of it for the video. And, you know, he did the bulk of the work. I can't do the bulk of the work because I'm spending my day blogging, writing the next pattern for the machine quilting right. blog party, and then shooting more video that's coming out later. So, you know, it is a bit of a juggle and trying to figure out, okay, the, like the order of things. Like, okay, I've got to get this quilty box in. i got to go shoot those videos. Then I need to hand the fabric off to dad. Dad needs to get that piece. And then sometimes things don't work. Like this quilt is taking a lot longer to piece than I thought. In my head, it was going to be very fast. Mm -hmm. In reality, the pieces ended up smaller than I expected. And it's taking uh, four or five days versus two days to put together. So interesting little things like that kind of come up. And we just have to work around them mm -hmm. and, and figure it out as we go. And I'm so lucky that, you know, I, I had these people in my life that were able to do these things. If I did not have Josh... I know that I would be working with six or seven other companies to do his job. You know, mm -hmm. like I would be working with a company to do email support and I'd be working with a company to do fulfillment and I'd be working with another company probably to do website maintenance. I mean, Josh is doing so many different things there. And then I know there are quilters that, you know, will make quilts um, for hire. So if I didn't have dad, I would be working with another you know, several people trying to get quilts made. And I, I know for a fact I would not be able to put out what I'm able to put out as fast uh, or as seamlessly because it, it really does come out very seamlessly. And it is a lot to keep track of in my oh, head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You are the project manager, it sounds like. And yeah. what was so cool is that you have three people basically doing this incredible amount of work and like you said, most people would be having teams of people to run this. And I think it's just so encouraging to everybody that, you know, really and truly as we all learn skills and including running a business and internet, that if we have the right people in place, that so much can get done. And I've just really been super impressed over how your business has grown over the years. And, and I've always wanted to ask you that question, you know, is... You know, the risk involved, flying without the safety of, you know, work a day job. And, and I thought, you know, I just had to ask you. And that's why I was so glad when you said yes to coming on to my humble, humble little podcast. But what's so interesting, Leah, is I really think we kind of are leading parallel lives only in different decades. Because my husband wants to get into a metalworking and foundering and sandcasting. And he's very creative, and we both um, really have a lot of similar stories. And I think that's what's so cool about current community online, is that we can meet people who we might not other otherwise talked about. When I was really young, I had a similar experience. I, I really thought there was only one way to make a proper quilt. 
And it wasn't until I met somebody who was my mom's age and worked with me. And she looked at me and she said the same thing. She goes, it's your quilt. You can do whatever you want on it. And I thought, what? That's allowed? <laughs> it was a similar story. And your goddess quilt, I remember seeing that. And it was, that's what just took my breath away, Leah. So your, your talent and your generosity is so appreciated by by me and I know by so many in the quilting community. Well, I wanted to end with uh, a couple of other questions if that's okay with you. Um, so we have quilting and I know you said you liked beadwork, but what's piqued your interest these days? Something outside of your quilting business? Yeah, I, I have a lot of different crafts. Uh, there was a, somebody that came on my podcast the other day, and it was, um, she said, multi-craftual, and I really like that word. That's totally me. Uh, so I do, uh, I knit, I crochet, I do a little bit of weaving here and there, but what's lately really piqued my interest is costuming. Oh, and, yes. Yeah, so costuming is, cosplay is kind of its own little fun thing where you dress up, uh, you know, it can be a unique creative character that you make up by yourself, or it can be a superhero or a super villain from the comic book movies and the comic books that are so popular right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that has been so much fun. And what's interesting about it is it is still, you know, it's still using all of the skills that I know from quilting, you know, uh, definitely using a sewing machine, cutting out patterns. Uh, I love that I have as much space as I have, you know, I have a big table so I can lay things out and, and put things together really easily. And I have a, a wood shop where I can make a big giant mess mm -hmm. all over the place. And, and I've totally torn up my tables with paint and glue and everything else. So uh, I can I have the space to do all of those things. But what I love about the most is it is, is basically making something, but without having to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and without having to follow any rules other than it has to look good. Right. You know, it can have no structure. It can have, you know, like I usually will try and build something so that it's not going to fall apart, obviously. But I am building with hot glue and, and, and screwing stuff together and then covering it up with a whole lot of paint or mm -hmm. tape or something. And I just care about how it looks like. I don't care about how it's going together the way I care about a quilt, you sure. know? Uh, so that is a, kind of a relief yes. in a lot of ways. And it, and it takes it back a notch. And I find that I'm really good at it. I'm good at making things look good. And I'm able to break down the structure of something. I made this crazy mask for a masquerade ball. And I made it in two days. Wow. And I had these like 12 inch feathers. And I was like, okay, how do I get the feathers to attach to the mask without, you know, without being floppy? You know, I didn't want someone to touch it and then it like completely fall apart. Right. And I thought through it and I was like, oh, well, I can just build like a flange with paper. And if I put, if I reinforce that with enough glue and I, you know, and it's cardstock paper, then that's, and then also the feathers going on there too, they're going to be rigid as well. And it worked. Wow. It worked a million times better than I ever even thought it would. And I built this thing in two days and then I won the costume contest. Good for you. Like, and you know, what was, what was wonderful about that is that I got on stage and, you know, and there were a lot, it was a masquerade that was a little risque. Oh, there sure. There were a lot of, you know, scantily dressed girls. And I, here I am 33 years old. I am, I feel much older than most of the people on this stage. 
and I'm wearing this mask in a really nice dress that I bought that day and I feel like a million bucks and that's why I cosplay to like just feel young and vibrant again and to feel like hey this is my skill and it's on display and I look like a million bucks and that that really does it for me it's amazing and it was it was such a fun experience and then everybody was just kind of going crazy about the mask because it was a full face mask you could see no aspect of my mouth, like my mouth, eyes, nothing. You could see nothing of me. So it also was really kind of weird because no one could see my reactions. Uh-huh. I was like, I was a blank slate to everyone. It kind of freaked some people out. Oh, which sure. Is really funny. Uh, so <laughs> I love that side of it. I'm right now working on a steampunk Deadpool costume for Josh. And then I'll be doing a steampunk Harley Quinn for me. For and you. then we'll, we'll be able to cosplay together as those two characters. Well, I can't then, wait to see that. It's yeah, going to be awesome. And what's funny, getting into all of that has gotten me into leather work. Mm-hmm. So, something I never thought I would ever get into. You know, I saw leather beads and I saw leather stuff at bead stores when I was into that. And I was never into it. I was like, ugh, that's boring, you know? And then all of a sudden now, because of cosplay, I'm looking at leather going, oh my gosh, I can just take leather and rivet it together and I don't have to sew it. You know, I can just, it's like stapling it together only with rivets. And then the rivets Mm -hmm. are big and chunky and they're part of the design. And then I could do tooling on it to add extra designs. Like my, I could take quilting designs Mm -hmm. and tool them into the leather. And that just, kind of blew my mind and so now of course I've gotten tons of leather work stuff oh sure (laughs) I was uh recently at our big box store and we walked by and I'm like whoa they added a whole aisle of leather and tools and all kinds of great things that uh yeah that's where um my husband needs a winter hobby and he goes well this I think is going to be my next thing I'm like yeah well if you don't use it I probably will And yes. was it, um, there was a part of the International Quilt Show was, I can't, her name is slipping my mind, but there was a quilter that's quilting with leather. Mm. And they're gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. I have to look um, it up. Lots, yeah, lots of horses and just really beautiful quilts. So you can quilt with it too, but I think that the two crafts are very cross-compatible. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to put something together that looks like the real thing. Like I am making mm-hmm. a... Um, like a scabbard, I, it's kind of a, a holster for Josh's sword. Sure. And it looks like it is real, even though the swords are made out of PVC pipe. Right. And, you know, and this, but it, because it's real leather and it's being riveted together, it looks a million times mm-hmm. more professional than if I made it out of foam or something else. And that's thrilling because yes. it looks so good. Oh, and natural materials, natural fibers, everything is just so, so much better. It, it really makes a great presentation. And I love leather, leather works. My grandfather had a um, saddle shop when I was a girl. And so he had all kinds of leather work. So it's always been a fascination. So, well, Leah, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show today and taking the time out to give us all some inspiration and some ideas about creativity and growing our business. So thanks. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Me too. It was so nice to have Leah on My Creative Corner 3. I want to end by saying that Leah and I are doing a collaborative project. 
I made a black or a mini quilt that's 15 inches and it is a modern log cabin with a twist. I put the tutorial up on show notes. I mailed this to Leah and in a few weeks, Leah is going to reveal how she quilted this mini quilt. And I was interviewed on her podcast, so be looking for that on Hello My Quilting Friends. Thank you, everyone, for joining us.